You're tuned in to the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Good evening, my name is Vinnie White, and you join me now for a high-in-fibre bowl of news with added slices of opinion and some low-fat chuckles. Vinnie White Show. Uh, you can phone the show, 416-872-1010, or you can text the show right now live on 71010. I'm here... Uh, it's one of the least effort shows I do this year because, of course, most people are at a cottage and most people are drunk. So I think we'll set the bar pretty low and see where we go. Pat's pushing buttons. He's a technical producer and fashion guru. Good evening, Pat. Hey, Vinny. Word to your mother. Um, it's a weird place to work, this, isn't it? I just went to get a cup of tea because um, you've got to fulfil the stereotype, haven't you? And I noticed in the fridge there's a bowl of duck fat. God have you duck fat. What? what? Who Who brings in duck fat? Have you seen anyone that works here that puts... What do you even do with it? Put it on toast? I think uh, we had duck and they, it came with a lot of fat. And the, the duck got eaten. But there was way too much fat. So someone thought, I know. In the interest of hygiene, I'll put a bowl of duck fat in the fridge. Bingo. Marked duck fat. In case anyone thinks, oh, you know what I want? Some duck fat. Oh, I suppose you have a better idea of what to do with that duck fat, Vinny. I know. I'm just going to throw it out there. You can see these little receptacles in the corner of the room. We could use one of those for it, couldn't we? Bah. I don't know. If you're going to leave stuff in the fridge, leave beer. I don't want your duck fat. <laughs> I agree with the beer. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be a first. Have you seen how hard we work? Admittedly, not that hard. But that doesn't mean to say we don't deserve a beer every now and then. Actually, that used to happen a lot. It used to be good when Pay's show was in front of mine because oh, yeah. she used to do loads of wine reviews and beer reviews, and then she's not a big drinker, so she'd leave it for me. Great. I got a couple of ciders yeah. over, the, over the years. Did you pretend to like her? Uh, actually, I don't <laughs> think I ever have met Pay Chen just because of the way the shifts work. Oh, I see. So you'd walk in and there'd be a couple of cans of cider... Ready to go. Thanks to Mike Catherwood or Mike Trutler. And would you drink those on air? Oh, God, no. No, it's the right thing to say. It's not necessarily the truth, but it's the right thing to say. Um, anyway, Pat's going to join me in and out of the show as we discuss all things newsy poos. Well, lightly. We'll do some Trump stuff in a minute. Don't turn off! Um, we'll just do some very light Trump stuff, uh, if there is such a thing. It's usually quite dark. Um... Low ballers don't like him. I was eBaying today trying to sell some stuff. And I appreciate it's the middle of summer, so it's not probably the ideal time to be selling a snowboard. But I thought, you know, someone might want it now. Get rid of it. $10. It's worth way more than that. $10 local pickup only, right? So I put it up there. Got an email within five minutes. Hi, I'm willing to give you $9 as long as you mail it for free to Kentucky. Yeah, all right. All right, yeah, that sounds apt. What a bargain. So thanks for that, American. Um, if anyone wants a snowboard, get in touch. My name is Vinnie White. You can find my contact information by clicking on the News Talk 1010 website. If you're five foot, I'm not saying I am, but if you're five foot uh, three, five foot four, it's perfect for you. If you're a chick. That's why I'm selling it. I'm taller than that, and I've been basically snowboarding on a Lego snowboard. 
So if you're interested, I appreciate it's not really the time of year to be discussing snowboard sales, but you can just have it if you email me and say something funny and nice. Not evil. Thank you. Um, we'll organise you picking it up somehow. I don't know. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Say, actually, say, write me a little poem and you can have a free snowboard. There you go. Uh, also this week, my uh, travelling events took uh, new turns. My, my travel and transport links. Um, I don't know if I told you. I think I mentioned it last week. I, ha- I was given a motorcycle, which I appreciate. I'm extremely lucky for. And I thank the woman that gave it to me dearly, Leslie. Thank you. Um, but because I'm an idiot, um, I lost the key within a few days of getting it. And so last week I asked for your advice on what to do. A few people got in touch. Someone recommended a locksmith. So I phoned that locksmith and he said, where did you get my number? And I said, I don't really know someone that listens to a radio show. And he said, all right, I'll come over, have a look at your bike. $200 cash, all right? I went, yeah, all right, suppose so. I think it's a bit early to be talking about money. Can you get me a key first? So I explained what kind of bike it was and all that. He came over, this really weird bloke. Come over, he said, uh, where's the bike? Which we were standing next to, so I don't know. If, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's orange. It's, <laughs> it's there. And he goes, okay, right, give me a few minutes, and you're not allowed to look at what I do. Now, I don't know if that's because he's worried that I'll take his tricks. I don't, I don't really know. And I went, all right, what's your name? And he goes, don't have to worry about that. Okay, so you're a gangster. Okay, brilliant. All right, so I'll I'll walk around the corner, right? So I'm not looking. And you, a locksmith who I don't know your name, is going to cut me a key. When you've cut it, can you not put it in the bike and ride it off, is what I'm asking. If that's all right. Because it looks as if that is going to happen. So he had um, had a van down the road, so I hung out by the van. I was like, what am I doing? This is the weirdest scenario. Within, I would say, if probably 10 minutes, it felt like five, he came up to me and he, he gave me two keys. He said, there you go. I said, just out of interest, do you want to see my ownership of the bike? Because, you know, you've got to bear in mind that I could have just stolen this, stuffed it in the back of a van, say, I don't know, in Edmonton or somewhere, driven to downtown Toronto. Obviously, I wouldn't have a key. You've just made me one. Are you interested in me, you know, legally owning this? No. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Are you a thief? Just so we're right. Okay. So that was weird. But anyway, it was yeah, it was a couple of hundred bucks and he cut me a key. Don't know how he did it. Got two of them now. I guess he may have just had keys, but I think that's pretty good he didn't just, you know, strip the lock or uh sort of ruin the bike trying to hotwire it. Yeah. I think you won out for two hundred bucks. That's perfect. The only glimpse I saw was um you know like hair clips. Oh, he, so he had a bunch of those with just keys on them. I think what they do, it's fascinating stuff, because I researched it afterwards because I'm a bit of a geek. I think what they do is they put in numerous different, I'll call them hair clips, they're not, but, you know, they look a bit like that. And they, when they spring out, they can build up a picture in their mind of what the lock looks like. And if you do enough of these, then you just go and, like, cut a key. It's amazing. Interesting. So I've got a motorcycle now, and I used it for the first time. And uh, I rode to Port Credit and had Swiss Chalet. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I didn't know what else to do. It's quite a weird thing, having a motorcycle, because I don't know anyone else that's got one. I, obviously, I'm just going for a cliche midlife crisis. But I, the thing is, it's not that much fun on your own after a couple of hours. 
I suppose you got to have a good destination in mind. This That's is the time the thing. You, sh- you should be going up to someone's cottage with your lovely motorcycle. Yeah. And you can't bring anything. It's terrible. Oh, no. I could bring some hard liquor. You could. The bike would remain locked up, of course. Um, yeah. I know. I suppose I, I, what I really want to do is go down to um, Latin America on it. Ooh. Yeah. I think I might do that when it gets a bit cold. I'm thinking about driving to Nicaragua. From here? Yeah, but the thing is, I got bored in two hours, so it might... <laughs> I don't know quite what to do about it. Does anyone want to come to Nicaragua on a bike? Get in touch. Sounds a bit desperate, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. You're going to have to just invest in a bike for your girlfriend. Yeah. And she could jump on the back, but she doesn't have enough vacation to be able to get away for that long. So I could drive down, like... Or maybe I could fly her into Mexico and pick her up there. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of options. If you're not nuts and um, a rapist, psychopath, murderer, um, and you've got a bike and you like British people, then get in touch. But again, no rapist, nutters, or murderers, please. And uh, don't say I'm not one when you are. That old trick, eh? <laughs> people. Um, so that's that. My name's Vinnie White. You're listening to The Vinnie White Show. Let's talk about Trump. Don't tune out. Oh, I could... Oh, yeah. Someone's texting, why don't you go away with Mike Bullard? Because he never takes any time off, does he? It would have to be on the weekend. He's always here. Um, yeah. I might go away with him. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? A little. We got. He doesn't know I've got a bike. I might get in touch with him. Again, a bit weird, isn't it? Hi, I'm in the club. Do you want to go away with me? We can talk about announcing and bike riding. I think you should just, you know, start hanging out with each other on bikes before you maybe go to Nicaragua. Yeah. It's a, it's just a pipe dream at the moment. Let's, let's park it for now. Um, Donald Trump, yeah, let's get on with this, this weird nutter that he is. Um, so this week he admitted he was a scary, bigot, xenophobic racist with uh, hair like cotton candy and the fingers of a doll. No, he didn't. Um, he offended a grieving mother. Of course he did. Um, let's get to that later. First of all, let's talk about the run-up to this event. Uh, the father of an American Muslim soldier killed in uh, action has contrasted his family's undivided loyalty to America with Donald Trump. And he said that uh, Trump has sacrificed nothing to no one. In a very moving speech, uh, which I encourage you to watch if you haven't seen it, delivered at the uh, Democratic National Convention, of course. Kazir Khan, father of Humayun Khan, Humayun Khan died in 2004 after instructing his troops to seek cover before a car bomb exploded in Iraq, um, said, Tonight we're honoured to stand here as parents of Captain Humayun Khan and a patriotic American uh, Muslim that he was with undivided loyalty to our country. So it's got a very clever opportunity if you're from the Democratic Convention to really prove that, you know, there are many Muslims that c- contribute enormously to American society in the largest possible sense, of course. Um, now then, uh, that's one thing. But what was really interesting is he was obviously very prepared and he had a copy of the Constitution in his pocket. So here's some audio of that particular part. This is the father of a lad that was killed in Iraq in 2004 speaking out against Trump's hate consistently smears the character of Muslims. He disrespects other minorities, women, judges, 
even his own party leadership. He vows to build walls and ban us from this country. Donald Trump, you're asking Americans to trust you with their future. Let me ask you, have you even read the United States Constitution? I will, I will gladly lend you my copy. In this document, look for the words, look for the words liberty and equal protection of law. Have you ever been to Arlington Cemetery? Go look at the graves of brave patriots who died defending United States of America. You will see all faiths, genders, and ethnicities. You have sacrificed nothing and no one to which Trump um, replied that he's sacrificed plenty of things, really. I won't play the audio because it gets a bit boring always going on about Trump and hearing his voice. China, China, China. Um, but, uh, yeah, he said that he, he sacrificed lots of things and uh, created tens of thousands of jobs. Uh, and then he said it was very interesting to see that the wife, who was standing next to that man throughout the speech, didn't say anything. And then said that a lot of people have been saying it's, it's probably because she wasn't allowed to say anything. Which didn't go too well uh, by raising questions about why she was silent as her husband spoke at that Democratic National Convention on Thursday. He essentially dared her to step forward. Well, here's the news. She did. And she said she was too distraught to talk and she was not in any way banned from talking and that he should have a more uh, understanding of the pain that a grieving mother's going through. I don't think he's gone after the right person here. I think this isn't going to work very well for him. Um, but don't fear, if you're tuning out because you're bored of this, Donald Trump's presence in the news in the last few months has grown astronomically. I appreciate that. But for those sick of reading about him and hearing about him, there is a new Google Chrome extension called the Trump Filter. Yes, you can filter out exactly what you need to filter out. It filters out references of the Donald or the Dushield. From any uh, web browsing search, there's three levels of filtration, mild, aggressive, and vindictive. Vindictive, you won't get any pictures even of him. Gone. Well, that lovely wispy candy floss, it's all out. The filter was created by a guy called Rob Spector, a self-proclaimed internet mathematician, or as he called himself, mathemagician, who did so out of profound sense of annoyance and patriotic duty, he said. People are looking to turn him off. And I wanted to help, he said. And uh, as if this whole concept hasn't gone bonkers enough. Do you remember that gorilla, Harambe, who was shot dead by um, Cincinnati Zoo officials after dragging a four-year-old around who'd slipped into his enclosure? Right? It was a while back, wasn't it? A new poll from the public policy polling in America has uh, investigated 
so in denial is the American public over the ape's untimely demise that he's uh, pulling 5% of the PPP's polls. Yet when if asked who they prefer for president, Clinton, Trump or the gorilla, uh, 48% of respondents say they'd go for Clinton, 43% go for Trump and 5% go for Harambe the gorilla. That's the representation of the American public. 4% were unsure. There's more people that know they want a gorilla than don't know what they want. Isn't American politics great? (laughs) We are all absolutely doomed, and uh, the world is going to hell in a handbasket. But don't worry, because I've got some stupid music. All feel better? Good. We'll be just fine. What could possibly go wrong? Coming up, bikini-clad Swedish women. Yes, I'll say it again, bikini-clad Swedish women. A story about them. Unfortunately, they're not here. Unfortunately for me. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio. News Talk 1010. Great text so far. Thanks for uh, all your advice on biking. A few people said they're up for coming down to Nicaragua. One said, can I sit on the back all the way? I do hope you're female. Um, although, you know, I'm open-minded. Imagine if it's a big, fat, sweat, uh, like, sweaty man. Just lie and say the bike's too small. Yeah, good point. Yeah, uh, I've just weighed it, and due to me putting on quite a lot of weight recently, I can only take a, a girl of about 110 pounds. Bingo. And because of the way that the American border's um, set up, unfortunately, you, you have to be under 30 so, and over 25. And um, also, you have to have had some modelling experience. It's not my rules. It's just the way that the borders work. So if you're an attractive... Um, oh, hang on, I've got a girlfriend. Because that was probably going to work as well. Uh, speaking of all things sexy, bikini-clad Swedish policewoman stops thief. I'll say it again, it's a great headline. Bikini-clad Swedish policewoman stops thief. A bikini-clad police officer has been praised for tackling a suspected thief while she was off-duty sunbathing in a bikini in Stockholm. Swedish, bikini, bikini Swedish, words that I like. She and a fellow officer pursued a man when they realised he had taken one of their mobile phones. She told a newspaper that she would have intervened even if she were naked. Rocking. A photograph of the incident on Miss Kellner's Instagram page has attracted more than 10,000 likes in less than two days. She's hot. It happened on Wednesday when the off-duty policewomen, both in bikinis, were sunbathing with friends. In a park, the group was approached by a man who claimed to be selling publications on behalf of the homeless. A hole. Um, Miss Kellner reportedly became suspicious when the man began lingering, setting some of the papers down on the blanket over their phone, picked up the papers, walked off with phone. Ah. As soon as he left collecting the papers, one of her friends noticed that her phone was missing. There was no time. I ran after him. It was maybe 15 metres. I tackled him to the ground in my bikini, she said. One of my female friends, also a police officer, toned, got hold of him. She wrestled him to the ground also. We both sat on him. There's a picture of them sitting on him. If you could see his face, you know he'd be smiling. The stolen phone was swiftly recovered and the man was arrested by a police patrol. 
I've had a lot of positive comments from both friends and colleagues, she said. I wonder if when he was being held down by two Swedish women in bikinis, he thought, this is quite nice. This isn't, I mean, as, as days go, it's going terribly, but in a weird way, it's also going well. Maybe that was the first thing he ever stole. I know, and that's tragic because it's positive reinforcement. Now he'll be hanging out trying to steal things from Victoria's Secret every weekend, won't he? Assuming that Swedish uh, cops are, female cops are just going <laughs> to tackle him in bikinis. <laughs> if I knew they were going to take me down, I would be at least a petty thief. Amanda Capido joins us on the line because she's not here. Can you put her through? I've forgotten the buttons, thanks. Hello, Amanda, are you there? I'm here. And uh, where, when you say here, where are you, mate? Um, I'm actually driving south from North Bay back into the city. Oh, I see. So Amanda Capito usually comes in every week um, to do a feature we call Newsy Poos, where we sort of casually look through the news, which is essentially the show in general anyway. It just had the added advantage of a rather attractive female voice and someone with some intelligence for once. And uh, now she's on the telephone to join us uh, to talk about all things. Can I start with something, Amanda? I think I went on so long she just thought, right, that's it. Yeah, I do. Oh, she's back. Hello. Are you there, love? Yeah, sorry. I must have gone through a rough patch. Ah. Uh, what, are we talking about your love life or? <laughs> no. <laughs> I can help in all ways. Don't worry. Um, mm. Okay, well, so let's see if we can get hold of you for a bit and, and run a story by you. Do you mind if I start with something? Yes, go for it. So there's a new English cocktail bar. It's from my hometown of Brighton. Brighton's like you get off the plane in London and you go south. And when you get wet, you're in Brighton. That's pretty much it, right? And uh, it's only about an hour south of, of London. And it's called The Gin Tub, right? It opened this week. Why am I telling you about this? Because it's got a cell phone signal blocker. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't think, unless I'm mistaken, that there's a place like this in Toronto. And I'd love there to be one. So what they've done, not only have they put cell phone blocking material in the ceiling, it's called a Faraday shield, built into the ceiling, and... Um, so that blocks all cell phones. They've also put a phone on each table with the old school rotary phones, if anyone can actually remember them, and uh, you can phone other people. So if you like the look of someone at the bar, just give them a little phone and say, hello, I was just wanted to let you know that I'm table near the window. You're right, how's things? So you're still having your phone call, but you're doing it in a social way with someone that's actually interacting in the same space. What do you think? I don't like it. No, I really didn't expect you to say that. Okay, why really? not? Yeah. Because, okay, are we that ridiculous of a species that we need this kind of taming? So yes. That we can... Have no, you met people? Like... <laughs> I just think if you really, if people want to get away from their phone, then turn their turn your phone off and don't look at it. Ah, you, when you say this, the problem with that is if I wanted to get rid of my, if I wanted to do exactly that and then go to the pub, there's a very good chance that everyone around me will be on their phone. I don't even want to see one. I don't want any part of it. And I want to be able to talk to people in a bar. Isn't this the answer? I just think having the, the, the added layer of having a phone in the bar, and then what? If, annoy, if an annoying guy is sitting at the back of the bar and keeps ringing my table... I'm going to have to leave the bar. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they've got call blocking. <laughs> Can you no, bl so block the guy at the so bar? Many problems. <laughs> yeah. All right. But then, I mean, if an annoying guy was pestering you physically, uh, well, not when I say physically, I don't mean not touching you, but I mean, like, you know, if he was hanging around chatting to you consistently, then you'd probably have to leave the bar as well, wouldn't you? So is that is that really a, a danger? 
I just think it's an added level of awkwardness that maybe, like, if I'm at a bar, I don't think, and if I'm having an, like, if I'm having a conversation with someone, I don't have to worry. If I don't want my phone to ring, I just, I'm in control of my phone. I turn it off. I put it away. Mm. Here, it's like, I'm not really in control of this phone situation that's on my table. And also, if you really don't want to be around people with phones, like, go to a place that is, like, go to a spa or go go to a place that doesn't have phones. But most of us like to drink and not sit in a spa. You can't drink booze in a spa. <laughs> what kind of spas are you going to? No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know what you mean. You want to go to a bar with that. But now it's like having phones is the way of life. And if you're with a friend that you don't want them to have their phone, then tell them not to put their phone. Like, you invited me to a, amongst your friends. You invited me to a club um, once. I, when I say a club, I don't mean a nightclub. I mean a sort of you know older person's groovy hangout type bar. It's not far from this studio. Yeah. And you're not allowed to use your phone in there. Does that annoy yeah. you as well? No, I think that's... But see, that, I like that because it's not the hard blockage of putting up cell signal, blocking walls. It's like, that's so extreme. I feel like I'm in prison. The, the bar that I took you to that had the no-call rule, yeah. it was just that you could still use your phone if you needed to. You could still take a call. They just asked that you do it in the lobby yeah. and not in the bar itself. That's a beautiful middle ground that still gives people control of what they're doing day to day. No, I disagree. I'm going to have to. We were going to have to agree to disagree on this because for me, (laughs) I think it's a great idea in the sense that you know what you're getting into when you go to that bar, and you know that you're going there for conversation with randoms. So I think it might work. Well, we'll see. It only opened this week. Maybe it will fail. Yeah, Yeah. we'll come back to this. Follow this story very closely. But that was good to disagree. They say in talk radio the best conversations come from when you disagree. Which is why Jerry Agar's very popular. <laughs> okay, so who won that conversation? Uh, definitely, without a shadow of a doubt, me in every way. <laughs> Get out of here! <laughs> Text uh, 7, 10, 10 if you agree with me. Oh, no, don't start this again. They always agree with you because you're a bloody female. You use your sexuality. Oh, don't pull that card. All right, okay, fine. Seven ten ten. Text now. Are you with Vinny or Amanda on this argument? And so we we'll... don't need to be babysat at bars be told if we need to be use our phones or not. We should be able to make the decision for ourselves. Where I like to think that, that you've made a decision to get away from all things cellular when you walk in there and have a conversation with people. A rare thing in the modern world. I think it's great. Text 71010, <laughs> the word Vinny or Amanda, and we'll do the best out of, what do you think, best out of 50? Yeah, sure. All right, at the end of this show, I'll let you know who wins. And I promise I won't lie. We'll get Pat, can you mediate this to make sure I'm not lying? (laughs) Okay, because she won't trust me. I know what she's like. (laughs) You you falsified it. (laughs) Um, Would you mind hanging on the line? We're going to take a break, and then we'll come back and talk to you about other things. Yep, love that. All right, buddy, hang on. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show. On In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Quick plug, haven't done it for a while, mrphotocanvas.com. Oh, and I can use you. Amanda? Yes? How are your canvases that I printed for you? They're absolutely stunning. Are they on your wall uh, displaying all your travels around the world in beautiful colour? They are great, and I'm not just saying that. I get compliments on them every time someone comes over. I got to print them. They look professional, like professional photos, like stock photos almost. I'm not sure I like the way you put that. They look professional, even though Vinny did them. No, like professional, like the photography was professional. Ah, I I just took them. I took one on a cell phone and you printed it on a a canvas. MrPhotoCanvas.com. He wedged it in there. He did it. It's shameless. (laughs) It's absolutely shameless what I just did there. feel a bit cringy. You know why I did it, Amanda? Because you're bloody winning. That's why. Am I 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. just, we're not up to 50 yet. So earlier on, we were talking about that cell phone thing. I won't run through it all again. But if you're with me, text Vinny to 71010. <laughs> and if you're with Amanda, text Amanda to 71010. A lot of the people that are texting your name have put exclamation marks behind it. That doesn't make it any more important. <laughs> I think that's a count for two votes. No. Well, actually, I got Vinny plus three votes in this car from someone. So here. I'm counting that as four. No. <laughs> We'll, get, we'll do it at the end of the show. Right, I okay. want to talk very briefly about something else that was in the news today. Did you see this American dude, um, Luke Aitkins, who has become the first person to jump 25,000 feet? That's about seven and a half. Yes, without a parachute. Without a parachute, yeah. And he landed in a, in a safety net. Did you see the video? No, I didn't watch it yet. Yeah, have a look when you get back. He's done more than 18,000 jumps under his belt, and he uh, decided he wanted to fall dead centre in the middle of a net. 100 foot by 100 foot or thereabouts. During the two-minute fall, the 42-year-old man reached the speed of 120 miles an hour. That's 193 kilometres an hour. Wow. When he landed, to very loud cheers, he climbed out of this giant net and hugged his wife and his son. His wife and his son! <laughs> How are they with that? Oh, man. Let's do a bit of role play. You be the wife and I'll be him, all right? This, is, this must have what happened in the kitchen a few months ago. Honey, you know I've done um, 18,000 jumps. Yes. I was wondering, and just get, just hear me out on this one, darling. I was wondering about doing one jump, but without a parachute, so that uh, my only chance of survival would be to hit a net, which is about 30 square metres, suspended about 60 metres above the South California desert. And if it goes wrong, I will die instantly, and you will have to look after our four-year-old boy for the rest of time, knowing that I died in a, a tragic accident. Is that I right? Think that's how he gave the pitch. I don't think that was the pitch. But because I would want to know what are the odds of you hitting it? Like if he told me, listen, 99.9% chance I'm going to hit it. Mm. I'd say go. Are you happy with that? Are you all right with that? Yeah. I don't know if I'm all right with that in reverse. I don't, um, 99.99. Sure. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> I don't okay, know. I don't you, know what he did to the big sales pitch. I wonder if at the end he went, there'll be ice cream there. <laughs> anyway, he did it. Would you do that, Amanda? If I felt confident that I could, that I could pull it off, I love I love those type of adrenaline rush things. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I have to train or do whatever he had to do to prepare. Eighteen thousand jumps. Oh, you know who paid for it? Stride Gum. That's who they paid for it. It's normally Red Bull that sponsored this type of thing, but I think it was Stride Gum this time. Look at Stride Go. Good for them. Yeah, that'd be a bit embarrassing if it didn't go very well, wouldn't it? Yeah, and the brand thinking. would be tied to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They must have been confident. The chief executive of uh, Stride Gun would, Gun would probably oh. let, let out a little toot while that was happening. I'm sure that PR department was just biting their nails the whole time, waiting. Quite. Um, have you got anything for me? Did you want to talk about anything? Well, I have two little stories. One of them being, because I'm coming from North Bay, I'm coming back down to the city, but they had a big uh, concert series up there this weekend. Mm. And... One of the performers was Kiefer Sutherland. The actor. A, the act, but, but like playing country music. What? When did I that know, start I happening? I didn't even realize that was a thing. And it just made me beg the question, like, why do actors continually want to be musicians and vice versa? Like, why must they do it all? Country you know? as well. Do we need more of that? Country. There's enough yeah. of that about, isn't there, really? Do we need to do any more songs about little ladies scooching all over and things got crazy? about whiskey i'm like there's enough there's enough out there there's mm. enough out there and i could tell he was so happy and so excited to be
You know, just why? <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's texting. Why? Just why? Why actors singing? <laughs> I like that. Uh, and the other interesting thing that I've been following is, um, well, Melania Trump is trending, as she seems to always be every other day now. But mm. interestingly, now everyone's freaking out because she had some nude photos published on the front page of the New York Post. Do, does she look good? Because she's quite a good-looking thing, although she does yeah, look like... Of course, she looks great. She looks fantastic. And mm. the killer about these is that they were taken professionally in, like, 1995 when she was a model. These are for a magazine that was already published. So what? why the big hoopla? I don't uh, understand. Yeah. Are they, are they coming out in an attempt to, to, uh, to damage the campaign? Yeah. Because surely that won't damage it at all. Like, look at your first lady. Look at the potential first lady. But at the end of the, she was a model. So, of course, she has nude photos floating around. Good for her. Rightfully so. Like, of course. It's the it's the least story story of the week. I, I, said, I bet they, they had a big exclusive as well. We've uncovered these pictures. All we had to do was type in naked Melania and they came up. Look at them. They're disgusting. <laughs> they're promoting it like exclusive. That's how they're promoting it. And then they're saying, well, they were published without her consent. Oh, give me a break. Like, <sighs> Who cares about naked people anyway? It's so boring, isn't it? Right. So just naked people. So it's such a non-story. And also, do you think your it. average NASCAR-watching Trump voter is going to go, well, that's disgusting. I am out. That's foul. <laughs> I had no idea she was a model. <laughs> I'm very strict on these moral things, and I'm really quite offended by that, because that's exactly how NASCAR people in Tennessee sound, by the way. I don't know if you knew they're all English. Oh, you're nailing it. Great job. Great job. <laughs> Let's see if I can do it better. Hang on. I don't care if she's a goddamn model. Don't matter to me. It's his third wife, and he's entitled to do what he wants and marry who he wants, no matter what, who she is. You know what? This is what Keeper Sullivan was sounding like on the stage. I swear. <laughs> he started speaking with a drawl. Oh, no, why. that's even worse. I know. I was like, where's this going? This is not how he actually speaks. Yeah, I, I bet it. you it's because he's an actor, and he's probably a method actor. He has to <laughs> be a country singer In to character. be a country singer. <laughs> So he's, yeah. he's more of an acting role than it is a singing role, and he's, he's pretending to be a country singer. Next week, he'll be in Kraftwerk, banging out German techno. <laughs> yeah, it was just an art performance piece. Who's I like kidding? Yeah. <laughs> would make more sense. Can you do that thing, that the excellent, the, like, the sort of sun states? Can you do that No, yet? I, don't even want to, I don't even want to try. I'm just going to offend people. Yeah, that's all right. I've been doing it for years. I'll get paid for it. <laughs> if Trump can, then I can. That's my motto. <laughs> anyway, when are you going to head back? You're heading back now? Yeah, we're on the road, so we'll okay. be back in about an hour. Uh, so far, texts that have come in in support to our thing. Um, I've got another car load, but you've got a car load as well. So well, that oh, sort of cancels yes. it. So they're out. Thank you to the Amanda supporters. Yeah. Someone said, imagine nude Bill. Who's, what? what Bill, like, it, like Bill Clinton? I guess so. Uh, oh, I see. I see their point. Yeah, that's, that's, I suppose that would be the same in reverse, wouldn't it, in a sense? Right, but Bill wasn't a former model. Not a fair comparison. Well, yeah. Although we do know a lot about his intimate life. <laughs> uh, someone else texted, in case anyone's interested, Kiefer has a new country album out. He's got a whole album, Amanda. Yes, I know. I heard it all. I oh, my God. Was it any good? I mean, obviously it was country. I so mean, it, can't... Was, it was fine. Like, it was mm. okay. I just, again, the why. I beg the question why. And my favourite text so far, going back to our um, should we be able to block signals from pubs to uh, enjoy conversations, etc. 
uh, is, I agree with Amanda if she's single and Vinny if she's attached. <laughs> Honestly, a text that just came in. Okay, from, well, uh, I'm single, so that's a point for me. Oh, no, you've actually <laughs> taken it. I hate you. <laughs> all right, well, keep listening to the show, and then at the end of it, once I've counted up all these texts, I'll let you know, and I promise I'll, I'll get an adjudicator okay. on who Thank won, you. all right? Thank you. And uh, you're going to be back in the studio with me next week, do you think? Yes, I will, I will be there next week. All right, buddy. Tell your friends to drive carefully and I'll see you soon. Will do. Bye. Cheers, love. Bye. Amanda Capito, our resident news junkie, talking all things newsy poos. We're going to do a quick break and then we'll come back with a few other stories and oddities from around the place if you're not too drunk at this point. I think most of Toronto is. It's that Sunday, isn't it? It feels like a Saturday night out there. Sexy people everywhere, all high-heeled up and stuff. It's not a Sunday. But it's all because of them... them grotesque immoral values, you see? It's the deterioration of society. I'm jealous. This is the Venny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. You can download the podcast of these shows by going to Vinnie White's, with a weird spelling, Google it, vinniewhite.co.uk. Also, I think you can find links from newstalk1010.com if you want to listen to this drivel on a a weekly basis when you're wandering around. Uh, I can interrupt your life. A couple claimed sexual assault by a toy at a Japanese restaurant. Love it. I love it already. That's my kind of a headline. A woman's husband said she was sexually assaulted when she was squirted with water from a toy at a Japanese restaurant in Tennessee this week. The woman, Isabel Lassiter, and her husband, James Lassiter, called the police but refused to file charges when they arrived. It was a sexual style assault on my wife, says James Lassiter. Let's uncover the details. The waiter squirted water at her with a toy. It was a water pistol, but it was made to look like a boy. It shoots water out when the plastic pants are pulled down. (laughs) Isabel Lassiter said, well, I was peed on, basically. The restaurant admitted one of its servers shot some water um, out of a water pistol, essentially, in the face of one of its customers. Right? General manager Johnny Huang said, you pull the plastic pants down and water comes out. Right? I love that he's explaining how it works. Like, that's the biggest thing. No, it's, it's almost like, obviously, you acknowledge that I have to squirt every customer in the face. Obviously. I just love that he's talking about the mechanics of it. The couple said they were mortified. Mortified. Get over it. When the uh, server essentially made the toy urinate water. Yes, but it didn't urinate, did it? Because it's not urine. You can't urinate water. That's not... (laughs) They said it happened in front of a lot of young children and grandchildren. So they probably thought it was hilarious. I'm I'm nearly 40, and I think that's funny. If I was a kid, pardon the pun, but I'd piss myself. They said, it really didn't have a wiener. So what's the problem then? You had peed on, it didn't have a penis, and it wasn't urine. But you got the point, Isabel Lassiter said. It really didn't have a wiener, but you got the point. Police noted that the doll wasn't anatomically correct. Oh, wouldn't you love to be the copper at this one? Oh, we got a call out of a restaurant. Middle of the day. It's weird. That Japanese one. It's usually quite a high standard. What's going on? Sexual assault. Sexual assault. Oh, 
get down there. Right, what happened? Uh, they sprayed water on me from a water pistol. It doesn't even have a penis. That's not sexual assault. That is not sexual assault. <laughs> Please noted that the doll wasn't anatomically correct, but the Lassiters said that didn't matter, that it didn't have a penis. Water came out of where the penis should be. <laughs> Again, pardon the pun, but you're clutching at straws. Just because somebody cut a piece of plastic off, OK, it's not there anymore, said James Lassiter. So it used to have a penis... Someone's cut it off. That's even weirder. What's that about? So I guess the manager must have gone, we can't keep squirting these customers with this because it's got a penis. Cut the penis off and we'll just carry on squirting them. <laughs> the restaurant apologised to the family, but they noticed they'd never had any complaints about the toy before. Now they said they will ask permission before showing the toy boy again. <laughs> I love that after all that. No, we're still going to squirt customers. It's hilarious. But we're going to ask them beforehand. Because they might have no sense of humour like the Lassiters. No, no, like, give up on life, Lassiters. Give up on life. Oh, you have. Unbelievable. And the best story in the world. My name's Vinnie White. Pat has been pushing buttons. The conclusion of this show is, and I know you're listening, Amanda, and I swear I'm not making this up. Pat has adjudicated. We had 50 texts. We actually had more than 50 texts. I only counted the first ones in order. 26 people agree with me. Ha! <laughs> 24 agree with you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm dealing with it very, very maturely. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Enjoy your uh, the rest of your long weekend. Pat, you've been wonderful. And uh, I thank you dearly. Thank you for Amanda for calling in. <laughs> and um, I'll see you on Tuesday morning. Or if you can't be bothered with that, I'll see you next week here in the same time, same place for the Vinnie White Show. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Ta-da. <laughs> <laughs>